0: This is the Tougher Minds podcast. In this episode, we talk to Tougher Minds founder and managing director, Dr. John Finn, about England football manager, Gareth Southgate. The England team enjoyed a successful 2018 at the World Cup in Russia. And for leaders and managers in business and education, John believes there are valuable lessons to be learnt from the Three Lions campaign. I think we can learn from Gareth
1: Southgate that you can learn to become a better leader. Often we hear the language of, he was a born leader. He's a natural leader, or she's a natural leader. She's a born leader. Science, uh, the science is telling us that isn't the case. You learn how to get good at things, um, and all the time when we when we when we dig into it, we hear very successful leaders talking about how they've learned to become better. And Gareth Southgate is learning to become a better leader. It's interesting how um, if he'd have lost um, some games at the World Cup. Um, he'd have probably been talked about as not a particularly great leader and he would and he was never be good enough to be the England manager but he's hes lot—he's—he's he's, he's showing a desire to want to learn and to want to grow and he says that from the out that his 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 focus is to improve himself. is a journey of continuous improvement uh, and I've been around the professional football circuit for the last uh, 15 or 20 years and I've always known Gareth Southgate to be someone who was always going out of his way to learn more. Um, he actually was one of the first people to employ a, a psychologist when he was at the Middlesbrough manager. So
0: I think that's the first big message. And I think he was quoted uh, by the BBC during the World Cup saying something along the lines of, the quest for improvement can never stop. So that certainly underpins what you've said about what you know about him. Um But he also, I believe, would have used some sort of guidelines or a framework, if we like, to to guide his efforts to improve and and improve himself and his leadership.
1: Possibly. He might have done, and I'm sure he has some things in mind that he's working towards to be a great leader. Um, The lens that we typically look through leadership at is called transformational leadership. And we can get better at anything we want to get better at. That isn't saying that. Anyone can be the fastest person in the world. It's just saying that whatever your current ability is, with practice, you can get better. And the journey people go on to get better is they have to acquire some new knowledge. They have to turn that knowledge into skills, apply those ideas, and ultimately, if you keep practicing those skills, they become a habit. And having a framework about what you want to get better at, in this case, leadership, is really helpful. To help you go on that journey from the knowledge to the skill to the habit. So as I said, the framework we use is transformational leadership, and you can clearly see some um, very clear elements of the transformational leadership model and the different components at play in Gareth Southgate's leadership style. Um, one of those components we call the role model. Um, you know, this is the lead. This is a this is the the leadership part, which is about doing what you expect everybody else to do. Um, and it's what great leaders do they don't expect special treatment they will pick the litter up the All Blacks talk about sweeping the sheds You know the senior players cleaning up the changing rooms leaders have to do what they expect everybody else to do and in the World Cup we saw some clear examples of this um, so there was a really important aspects of England's campaign it's going, been going on for a few years now to re-engage the fan base. The fan base has been disillusioned. And we saw clearly Gareth Southgate going out of the way, out of his way at matches to engage with the supporters, to publicly engage the supporters in his press conferences, etc. And only by him doing that can he expect the players to follow suit. Um, we also know that England were very clear to build better relationships with the media. And again, we saw Southgate going out of his
0: way to engage in Friendly media, media relationships. Um, I, th- I think they played darts with a, a different member of the press every week of the campaign. So I guess that's, uh, that's part of that, would it be?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's that kind of example. Just You see how the guy turns himself out. Um, and I think if you look back to him as a professional footballer, that would have been one of his strengths as a leader as well, um, is that he was a great role model, both on and off the field. So that'll, that'll be one area. Another area I think is clear to see is what we call cultural architect. And this is the leadership um, hat, which is about creating the environment that allows people to work towards being at their best. The first part of an environment or the first thing you need to do in an environment to help people to be successful is to make the environment safe. We've, Increasingly understood this because we've increasingly understood, understood the role that negative emotions have on our ability to be clever and to, to 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 push ourselves and to grow ourselves as individuals. So if you if you're going to be in an environment that actually nurtures you to to develop yourself as an individual, you need to feel safe in that environment. And I think what's really interesting with the England team is that actually. Um, Gareth Southgate was the under-21s manager when a lot of those young players like Harry Kane and John Stones were coming through. So he already had those very personable, um, well-developed relationships and I'm sure that they felt safe under Southgate's guidance. Um, The next part of the cultural architect of creating an environment helps people to grow towards being at their best individually and collectively is that you need to have something to work towards you need to have a purpose, you need to understand what the big goals are and the England team talked about their goals, they talked about um, landmarks they had set for themselves at the World Cup things that they wanted to hit Um, in professional sport you can't share everything publicly but clearly they had some conversation about what they wanted to achieve in the World Cup and I think what was also interesting when we connect those the big goals together and this idea of feeling safe is that it seemed it was fine to talk about learning from the games, that Southgate wasn't expecting the members of the team to be the finished article, like we often imagine that John Stones is because he got sold for millions and millions of pounds. He understood that these guys, they need to grow, they need to learn, they need to develop in the international arena, as they do in the Premier League as well, or whatever league they're playing in. And the, the players were talking about, you know, we learn from every experience. That's that's part of the philosophy of this group. So that was a really important part of wearing the um, cultural architect hat. And I think the third element there is that people understanding what are their roles and responsibilities in helping the team to achieve its goals, I think one thing that came across um, with the England team, which is always easy when you're winning games, is that there was much more of a squad mentality. Players weren't, um, you know, sulking if they weren't in the starting eleven. Players were coming on um, more often than not, making an impact to, to change the course of games. We saw that a lot with um, Clive Woodward when he was. Had that really successful spell as an England rugby union manager, which led to winning the World Cup. You know where it was about the, the 22 or however many people were in the squad, and where people um, were left out of the squad because they weren't fitting into that um, mentality. And Wood would call those guys the energy sappers, and Austin Healy was famously left out of the squad because he wasn't fitting in. So you could see how Southgate has created that cultural architect environment. And what we the, the power of having a model like transformational leadership model is that, you know, I've worked with some people who are labelled to be world class managers, and part of the testimony that they are actually world class managers they admit that they're not the best at all these different transformational
0: leadership areas, and they're always prepared to grow and to develop. This is in both sport and business and education, is that right? Yes, you know, the, the guys who are
1: who are the best leaders that they, they understand that they need to learn. And if you have a framework to work on, like a work with like transformation leadership, then it gives you a, a guiding star to work towards. So you know that you've got the cultural architect piece nailed, but you know that you need to do more work on the, on the role model or
0: the action communicator or what we call the swap coach. So we, we've talked about how this is very obviously um, uh, has been a part of, of Gareth Southgate's um, campaign, if you like, uh, during last summer's World Cup, which was successful by by any reasonable measure and hailed as such by some fairly stern critics, which uh, appear in the in the sports media in the United Kingdom. Um, but this this model, these concepts, are of course at play and transferable to the business world. Yes, again, we have
1: a mindset in business, that some people are just natural leaders and some people are not. And that isn't the case. In the world that we live in, the VUCA world, we need good leaders more than ever. And I think that the thing that's often missed with the word leadership is that it's a title that only some people have. In fact, we understand that everyone in an organisation has a leadership role because what everybody does in an organisation affects everybody else. If you're in a meeting and you pull a face about what somebody says, you are affecting others' behaviour, and that's what leadership is about. And we can use framework like Transformational Leadership to help people to understand what leadership is, make it less intangible, and actually help people to build better habits around that. And in fact, we're just getting ready to go out to the US again, where we've been... um, creating, for want of a better term, some uh, questionnaires around um, these different parts of the transformational leadership model to help people to really understand where their strengths and weaknesses are and to understand where they need to put their energies into building small, new, helpful leadership habits. Um, So I think transformational leadership, leadership in general, is, is really exciting at the moment because... We need everybody
0: more than ever to step up and recognise they are a leader and they can, they can become a better leader. And just to conclude then, uh, you talked about how uh, Gareth Southgate and the, and the England squad set themselves a number of clear objectives, some of which, as you say, we may not have known about because they were regarded as being more appropriate to, to keep internal, but nevertheless were, were shared within the, the, the group and the team. How, how does that then help individuals within that team perform and, and hit their marks, as it were? Well, goals allow
1: us to direct our energies and our efforts. Um, and especially if the goals are set in a way where players feel empowered, they're not just told what to do. They're part of the conversation of agreeing what kind of um, tactics that we're going to deploy here. And obviously some of the more senior players would have more sex than some of the junior players. But That's the power of roles and responsibilities and if we get people to um, be active in their acceptance of those roles and responsibilities as opposed to being passive, just being told what to do, um, they're going to be more sticky and more powerful. And we have this um, term in psychology we call the self-fulfilling prophecy Um, and when we set out to achieve something, we have a belief that we can achieve something, we our behaviours and our actions, they start to align to that belief system. More often than not, we've got a better chance of actually doing what we set out to do. So goals are very powerful. Um, people set goals every day, but you can set goals very poorly or you can set goals really well. And there's a real science to doing that. And I think maybe to an extended answer to the, to the question is that what also players in that group will see is is what a good leader does and therefore hopefully start to model that behaviour so that John Stones can use his mini version of that with his group of defenders, for example. Because actually for this England team to kick on and to become um, a team that is challenging in World Cup finals, they need to create more leaders uh, in the group and that's going to be absolutely vital for that group of players to fulfil their potential. Um, And in the world we live in of over-coaching, it's more challenging than ever to do that. Uh, These players will spend hundreds of thousands of hours practising, kicking the ball with their left foot and their right foot um, in very uh, different, specific uh, tactical ways, like long passes, short passes, etc. How much time will they spend purposely developing their leadership skills? It's a question. I would imagine not enough. Um, so I think England need to think about how they can do more of this stuff to help them to kick on to the next level. And if you listen to Clive Woodward, who was probably still the most uh, successful English team manager, um, it was all about having you know, leaders through the spine of that team. And I don't think the England football team is quite
0: there yet. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Tougher Minds and check out the website, tougherminds.co.uk.